0: Welcome to On Texas Football. It's time, that time of week, State of the Program with InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nolene. Uh, How you doing today, Eric?
1: Uh, I'm doing great. But, uh, you know, the, how the day uh, ends depends on how the Astros do tonight.
0: <laughs> as, as it always, this time of year with the Astros, uh, a seemingly uh, an annual participant in the World Series. Uh, before we get going on this uh, week's State of the Program, I want to thank Adam Lowy of the Lowy Law Firm. He's our... Uh, uh, Sponsor for uh, each week's episode. Uh, The Lowy Law Firm specializes in results for his clients. Whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at lowellawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, Speaking of results, that's a perfect uh, segue we talked about uh, this last time, our, a week ago, Texas losing to Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State then going up to Manhattan, Kansas, uh, Eric, and getting embarrassed by the Wildcats. Uh, the power of transitive properties says that the Longhorns should lose big uh, this coming weekend. What are your What are your thoughts?
1: Uh, well, I mean, that's not how college football works, and that's part of the allure of it. Why it's so? You know, week to week, and there's it's why a lot of people that think they know a lot uh, lose money every weekend. So you know, I, I kind of st- tend to stay away from gambling just because I know how how crazy college football can be. Uh, I wasn't surprised that Oklahoma State cratered. Uh, I kind of anticipated that. I just thought that maybe Texas would be the the what would start the chain reaction, and maybe Texas did, but they didn't do it by winning. You know, I think that was a beat up team, a tired team. Uh, I think they're mentally uh, fatigued and physically fatigued. Uh, They got their bye week out of the way early, probably too early, a lot earlier than they would have liked. And uh, they played a string of tough games and they didn't show up. You know, they they played as good as they, as well as they played against Texas, they played even more uh, poorly against Kansas state and Kansas state played well. You know, I mean, I'm not sure that they played extremely well. They they took advantage of a lot of Oklahoma state mistakes and credit to them for that. Uh, But it's going to be an interesting matchup. It's got all the hallmarks of, uh, what's given Texas problems in the past. Uh, so, you know, we get to see uh, how, how how much they improved over the bye week.
0: Yeah. Um, a lot of uh, – you reported on Monday uh, in the uh, uh, in scoop uh, that Texas was without both Ryan Watts, starting cornerback, and uh, Anthony Cook, starting safety. We knew that Cook would likely be out with a broken arm, uh, but maybe back later in the year. We did not know whether or not Ryan Watts would still be sidelined with his hamstring injury. Uh, but you re- you're reporting that on, as of Monday, at least, he was still sidelined there.
1: Yeah, I don't think that we'll find out definitively, uh, you know, whether or not they're going to play until later in the week. I know, that, you know, they're trying to check on, on Cookie. He just uh, had surgery last week. Uh, he's trying to come back as quickly as possible. Uh, you know, I don't know if that decision's even going to be his to make. You know, they're going to probably take a closer look at it later in the week and, and decide from there. And I think Watts will return to practice. But hamstrings are finicky. Uh, you never know exactly how they're going to be. Uh, you know, I mean, they, he can be fine. Uh, in this nice Texas warmth on Friday, and, and it can lock up on them in the in the colder weather up in Kansas. Uh, so, you know, I'm not entirely sure uh, on that. But, uh, yeah, you know, if they don't have them, those are two big losses because, you know, K-State is throwing the ball better than they have in the past uh, and also, uh, you know, both play a key role uh, as secondary players uh, against the run.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, they both, especially Anthony Cook this year, has just been so good. And then Ryan Watson, his size, have been uh, integral uh, in the, the boundary side. Uh, there is a uh, run stopper, too. Uh, you, you look at this, Eric, and um, Oklahoma State uh, probably exposed Texas a little bit uh, from a run game perspective in that Texas wasn't able to be consistent. They were hit or miss on big runs. Uh, yes. You know, on, on defense, likewise, Texas had some miscues in the secondary, missed tackles maybe, uh, and just seemed to get worn down. Um, as you look at this game with Kansas State, what are the things that you think Texas matches up well with Kansas State and poorly with Kansas State?
1: Well, you know, I, I'm not just taking into account last week, but the week before, I think, you know, they started to run the ball, if not as consistently as they would have liked to. They were showing a little bit, in, at least in, in bursts, they were able to string together runs. So they were able to do that in back-to-back weeks, just not as uh, throughout four four quarters. Uh, Kansas State does have a good run defense, as you'd expect. Uh, and they play a lot of looks that have traditionally given Sark trouble in the past. Though he has been shown the ability to adapt, part of that is that run game that that has improved from time to time. Uh, but I think what Texas is going to have to do is is pass the ball underneath. You know they're going to play that three three five that that Sark has struggled with at times. But they do have the weapons to combat it. They should be able to run the ball. Uh, a little bit, you know, better at least better than they had been earlier in the season. I think they will be able to run the ball somewhat, even though K-State does have a good defense. But I'm expecting him to have to use Billingsley more, uh, Jatavian Sanders more, and Whittington more. He can't just uh, sit there and try to try to hit worthy over the top. Uh, but th- I do expect them to run the ball. Uh, to me, I think the bottom line this game is going to boil down to who can convert on third down. Um, you know, Texas's defense on third down has has been improving uh k-state offensively is not that great on third down except you have to cut, take some of that with a grain of salt because they're throwing the ball better uh with going with uh, since they went with will howard uh in place of adrian martinez so it's it's kind of a, a tale of two teams depending on who's that quarterback i tend to think it's going to be howard and i think he i think howard gives them the better chance to win to begin with um and then on defense you know texas is going to have to get off the field on third down you know they uh k-state converts uh Uh, only so-so they're not the greatest at that so i think texas might be able to to at least hold their own on that but i think whoever wins on third down and strings together uh, drives is going to win the game
0: uh you think texas stacks up well in what area and poorly in what area
1: Well, on defense, so assuming that it's going to be Will Howard, I think they're going to do okay stopping the run. If it's Adrian Martinez, it could be the opposite. They could struggle to stop the run because you know Martinez plays such an integral role in their uh, in their run game. Um, but you know they're entirely different teams statistically and and stylistically. They're more dangerous with Howard. Though Howard does that. Howard does have the, the potential to run the ball. He ran it last year. Uh, you know they can give him on on calls, but. They're more dangerous passing the game, so Texas is going to have to be better uh, in the secondary. And if it's if it's Martinez, then it's uh, you know they're going to have to play the run better. So it kind of depends on who starts. Uh, you know, if I'm if I'm uh, if I'm climbing, I, I would probably play them both, kind of like a pitcher changing the eye level of a of a batter. Uh, you'd have to change up the way they look at you if if you uh, ran different quarterbacks out there in the first quarter or first half.
0: Uh, I got gotcha. you. Anywhere in particular that Texas. You do you think they're gonna they're they're going to stand up pretty well in the run if it's Will Howard, uh, Adrian Martinez may be difficult. Uh, what about the poor, the ways that Texas may be vulnerable? I guess for lack of a better term against K State.
1: Well, you know, up until last week, I probably wouldn't have been as worried about the wide receivers. Um, but, you know, if it's Howard, I am a little bit more worried about Knowles and Brooks. Knowles is kind of like what you would expect the Jai Hall to become. He's, he's the athletic guy downfield, not the most consistent, not the prettiest route runner. Uh, and then, you know, Brooks, Brooks, Philip Brooks is a good returner. He's also good at getting open. And I think they're smart at getting open. So, uh, you know, they find different levels of the passing game in space. And they've got Cade Warner, uh, Kurt Warner's son, who's, you know, their typical get open guy and reliable, you know, Drake Stoops, it's becoming a, quite, quite the stereotype with these coaches sons. Um, but he's, he's somebody that you have to account for too, um, you know, similar to the Oklahoma state slots uh, from last week. So, you know, I think the wide receivers are a bit more dangerous than you, you would have thought. Uh, and certainly you have to account for them more with, uh, with Will Howard at quarterback, assuming he gets the call.
0: Um, You know, we look at this, Eric and, some of the questions that I have uh, circle around uh, Texas's ability to move the ball right now uh, more consistently. You mentioned third down efficiency um, uh, effectively, and I worry about Quinn Ewers a little bit. He's had two yes. off games mm-hmm. back-to-back. Now, he, he played okay against Iowa State, but he was just downright off against uh, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Well, this is a this is the – these are the top three defenses in the league, right? I mean, along with Baylor, those are the top four. Um, he he hasn't played well against either Iowa state necessarily or Oklahoma state. And here comes Kansas state and it's a road game at night in Manhattan. Mm No,
1: it's a, it's a very big concern. Um, you know, I think they've got four guys that have at least two picks, you know, they've picked off 11 balls this season. Um, and it's coming from all different, (laughs) you know, the linebackers and DBs, um, yeah, you know, they're going to flood the field with guys in coverage and Quinn has not done done well to find that second guy that's open. So I think Texas is going to have to change up the primary receivers uh, and they're going to have to find ways to exploit uh, in between the linebackers and the safeties instead of just trying to go over the top, um, you know, like we saw versus Oklahoma State. So, yeah, you're right. Quinn Ewers are going to have to find a, a game plan that settles him down. Uh, they're going to have to hit on the script and then hope that they can keep it together in the second half you know if it plays out like every other game that we've seen or most other games we've seen texas will have a lead in the second half and then it'll just come down to how they execute in the end Uh, but it's going to be tougher to get the lead than that than it has been in the past i think because the k-state defense is well schooled Uh, we haven't even talked about their pass rusher um yeah so it's going to be a tough game top to bottom uh you know there's no there's there's no there's no guarantee that it even gets to the to the point of Texas having a second half lead like they've had versus Tech and Oklahoma State.
0: Yeah, this feels eerily like the Iowa State game a year ago.
1: I'm kind of uh, with you on that. Where Texas,
0: Texas went up to, to, to Ames and laid an egg uh, yeah. and about same situation, I think, in the in the year, either five and three or five and four, four and five. I, I can't remember the record Texas was going into that game, but it has that same sort of feeling. At the same time, uh, uh, I think Texas is a better team this year. One thing I want to keep—I want to mention—and this has been the case with multiple games against Kansas State the last few years, and even going back, maybe even the last two decades. One of the big factors in almost every Texas Kansas State game has been special teams. Um, Texas has had the benefit of that the last few years. Yeah. Deshaun Jameson returned a kick. Um, they played well last year. I think uh, Michael Dixon had. Some good kicks against K-State um, as well to turn that game around a few years back. Um, you know, and K-State used to beat the tar out of Texas in special teams. That used oh, yeah. to be their hallmark. I wonder if if special teams isn't that X factor uh, this coming Saturday night.
1: Yeah, I, I can still remember, you know, yelling in DKR, you know, 1990s, don't punt to David Allen. Uh, <laughs> you know, they made that mistake twice.
0: Or Jordy yeah. Nelson.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, you know, Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks are good returners, uh, you know, so, so you have to worry about them. They're athletic guys. Um, you know, so, I, you know, I, I do think think that uh, special teams has a chance to be an X factor. You know, the interesting thing about UT's uh, special teams is they they take it, it, they give and take. It seems almost evenly, but on, on balance, I think the special teams has been better than uh, than they have been before. And I, I think they do make more plays than they do give up. I think, you know, Maybe maybe they're not as consistent as you like, but I think Texas has just as good a chance to make a play on special teams as they do. You know, um, it's you know we'll, we'll see. I don't know that they, they're, they're statistically K State is not that great special teams, but uh, the returners are good. You know, they're dangerous guys, and they'll have to the coverage teams are going to have to do their job for sure.
0: Speaking with Eric Naline, publisher of InsideTexas.com, uh, this is the the weekly state of the program that we have each and every week on Wednesdays. Uh, Eric, the question I I. I w- spoke with jerry hamilton about on tuesday that i want to ask you uh today uh is the the recruiting situation for texas 20 20 plus commitments right now for the longhorns they offered a couple of new out-of-state guys from the state of georgia in the last uh, week to 10 days um where do you see texas going over the next month or so in recruiting and then where do we see it going from there with the importance of the portal Uh, not just for Texas, but for any and every uh, college football team. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.
1: You know, if you're not, if you're not offering new guys at this stage of the season, then, you know, your evaluation department must be asleep because new guys emerge that can help you every year. And so, you know, you want to see that activity um, and especially at need positions, you know, you're, you're, you'll you have guys that drop off. Maybe their senior tape isn't as good as you would have liked. And you have guys that that show up and you said, all right, it's time to move on them. Uh, they've done that with a couple guys, Benton and Trey Scott. Um, you know, it, so you always want to, you're always setting up contingencies anyway. So you want to see that activity and, you know, we'll see how, uh, you know, what develops from those two, but recruiting is in a great spot. You know, I think we're, you know, you always want to have optionality headed towards, uh, headed into December. Uh, you want to be able to, um, you know, take the, the priorities, but still have backup plans in case that they don't hit. And then, uh, at the end of the day, you want to, you, you have to have room for, uh, for some portal guys too, because that's, what's going to, that's what's really going to set the bar for next season more so than, than how they finish this high school class, unless they get David Hicks and uh, or Anthony Hill, two guys that would be able to help them as true freshmen.
0: Um, interestingly, you and I and, and Jerry and, and Justin, we've all talked about this. I asked Jerry about this on Tuesday as well, and I want to get your talk, your thoughts. Um, I'm sitting here from a you know 30,000-foot view of the whole situation. How important is it for Texas – to possibly not only sign um, uh, Colton Vossick, but also Jaden Greathouse from Austin Westlake.
1: Well, you know those are smart kids, and you wonder why they didn't want to go to Texas. You know that that, that does that is something that you know is there something that they're not hearing that uh, from their teammates, or is it just two unique circumstances? I tend to lean towards it being unique circumstances. You know, we have mentioned that Vosik wants to get get away and experience life away from Austin. There's no there's no harm in that. Um, and then Greathouse, I think he went to what his initial uh, what he viewed as his initially best fit was, and you you know you can't really fault that. Like I said, if if you're a smart player. Um, you know, you're going to go to fit maybe then what you're going to make, maybe the tougher decision and go with fit maybe then over then uh, proximity. Uh, and so I think he did that. However, I think that initial sell is, is waning uh, because, you know, on what, both of them. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's opportunity for Vosik, obviously. Um, encouragingly there's opportunity, but he's also seeing guys being developed. And then, you know, I think great house is seeing that the offense open up more so than last year. Um, he's seeing that how they use the mismatch guys, whether they're in the slot or outside, uh, so I, I think that both guys are finding the, the, the scheme and development more appealing than they had uh, before. You know, I don't think anybody could fault somebody for having questions about Texas uh, after five and seven and, and seeing the issues that they've had at edge. But I'm not nearly as worried about edge as other people, because I know that class that they just signed um, pretty much they're going to hit on all those guys. Every one of them is at least going to be a guy that can contribute uh, and, and, and be a good depth player, not just a depth player. Uh, but they do need to back backstop that with some more guys like Vosik. and then Greathouse. I think um, you know he requires still a little uh, physical development. Uh, I think he could. I think he could be a guy that comes in and, and starts uh, taking snaps that you're going to lose if Jordan Winnington departs. So uh, the playing time appeal is is going to be there, and, and the scheme appeal should be there. So uh, if you want to talk about the, the 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 more altitude view that you're talking about. Um, yeah, you want to keep your guys close to home, you know, that it's, you you don't want to, if you, you know, Louisiana doesn't want to, or LSU doesn't want to lose guys from Baton Rouge, you know? So, I mean, that's, you want to keep your guys at home and defend your home territory.
0: Yeah. And, and, and I think that, uh, ultimately, uh, those guys, it's very interesting because you don't, you want the guys that are the real players from Westlake, right? You don't want the, and and both of those guys are real players. I mean, that's just the the reality of it. Um, and so that it's interesting if you don't take the guys that aren't, then you don't have the pipeline going. Yeah. But there's the reality of it is it's, those are often too far, few and far between. Right. So yeah. Those, uh, it'll those, be guys, interesting.
1: those guys are both grown men. You need to get those guys. Yes. We grown men in your program.
0: Very good. Very good way to put it. They're both physically, they play like adults, you know, right. and, and not uh, in my understanding and talking to Jerry and some other people, Justin as well, that have gone by there uh great house is one of the best workers in a practice that you'll see yep. uh, Vasek, uh similarly s- stated as a guy whose motor just doesn't turn off uh, according yep. to and
1: ethan ethan burke had that coming in too you know that's why ethan burke got on the field uh early because he had that mindset
0: yep all right uh speaking with eric Nalin. uh eric uh i've got uh, one more question want to thank our sponsor before i do that uh, finally uh adam lowey of the lowey law firm specializes in results for his clients whether it's a tragic car wreck, an accident in the workplace, or any serious or catastrophic injury, Adam is who you want to call. Call Adam today at 512-280-0800 or reach him online at loweylawfirm.com for a free consultation. And remember, Adam focuses on results. Uh, Texas 5-3 and three overall, Eric. Mm-hmm. Uh, win or lose this weekend, uh, it's going to be... Uh, we what I've noticed this year and it's, it's similar almost every year when Texas is not at the highest level is I get, I get a feel that there's reactionary uh, involvement of fans too high, oh, yeah. or too low. Right. Um, post Alabama too high, even with the loss too high post Oklahoma state and Texas tech too low. Um, but you know, what are your thoughts right now for the Texas fan base as far as what you see uh, for the future of the Longhorns and whether or not you would be too high, too low, somewhere in the middle. What, what are your thoughts?
1: Well, I mean, if you read my article from this morning and then heard my comments about how I feel about the game uh, versus Kansas State, people would think that there's a tension there because, you know, what I wrote about the roster health, uh, you know, going in the right direction is very optimistic. And then, you know, my comments for, you know, leading up to Kansas State are you know, I'm not I'm not the most optimistic about Texas winning that game. Uh, but that's a natural tension because you can—it's—it's it's easy to see the long view and to see where things are headed, even if they're not there already. And and so I think that I think that's exactly why you don't want to get too high or too low. Uh, admittedly, I probably read too much into their performance versus Alabama and thought it would translate throughout. Uh, and I probably got a little down on uh, after the Texas Tech game personally uh, because of how similar it was to previous defeats. And I didn't make that same mistake after Oklahoma State. Except I am noticing that trend. They have to put that trend to bed. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be this weekend. Um, so that's not great. But I think I've seen enough improvement across the board in the program. Uh, they continue to add the right pieces. Uh, they, they are young at, in positions that you need to win on the road. Um, even if they're talented, you, you know, experience often Trump's uh, talent. We see that you know all the time. Uh, so I think the program is headed in the right direction, but it's going to be more like a stock ticker going up. Uh, have you, have your up days and your down days? What's the long-term curve? Uh, obviously, we're not using the, the current stock market to make this analogy. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, you know, it's you got to look at it like that. And, and it, for people that watch it every day, uh, you're going to see the downs. And, and and But people that, you know, put, put their money in something relatively safe and ignore it, just check it, you know, once every couple of months and you see it just going up. Uh, maybe that's the healthier way to look at it. Um, but that's, you know, that's not what fandom is. But I think overall, we're seeing enough in place to where, you know, the, there's development, player development, there's better culture. And there's more playmakers in place. Now we just need more uh, consistency and, and, you know, experience is going to breed that.
0: Yep. All right. Eric Nolene, thank you of InsideTexas.com. Please visit Eric uh, and myself at InsideTexas.com. This is uh, just one of many videos we do and and definitely many, many articles on a number of topics as well. Uh, For Eric, I'm Bobby Burton. And that's been this week's episode of State of the Program.